0: What up, Killers? So for this one, I'm so excited to bring on Kevin Babouik. He is a killer. He is doing high ticket closing with sales and then he's also on the side. He is doing cybersecurity as a consultant, absolute killer sharp mind he has. He's in Quebec, but he's connected with a lot of like-minded people across the world through Tribe, which is how we met. And so, I'm so excited to just dive into this one and he'll share how you went from zero to 10K in his first couple months in business. And we get into the art of sales because that's exactly what it is. So without further ado, here's Kevin. allons What's up Kevin? What's up, man? How
1: are you, Matteo?
0: Good, good, good. I'm doing well. Ça va?
1: Oui, oui. Oh, shit! Te... mon caméra est... mon microphone est en train de bouger. Non, no, no. yeah.
0: <laughs> That's good, man. That's good. <laughs> or, are, are, you, are you prêt de parler de l'affaire et la jante, le vin? What? <laughs> I tried. I tried. I haven't done French in a while. Are you ready to talk about business and, like, money and sales?
1: Yeah, let's get started. What, what's... Where do you want to get started?
0: Well, basically, man, well, first off, like, Kevin and I, we met, what, two weeks ago was our first call, something like that, and um, Mm. hit it off right away, but, yeah, I want to know more about your, what got you into this. Uh, You're doing sales right now, and then you're also doing consulting work, right, as a cyber security analyst?
1: Yeah, exactly. So, it all started when I was 13, so at 13, what I did is I made my first horror game, I mean, I honestly, I just took other people's code and just made it my own, <laughs> as any, like, teenager would do.
0: Yeah,
1: And then eventually, I got to a point where I was like, oh, I'll try this, like, web development thing. And so I tried it, but I realized, like, I'm not really that good at coding. And, yeah, I'm not very really that good at coding. <laughs> so let's try something new. So eventually, I got to a point where I was in high school. I was trying to figure out what to do. And I got into an opportunity where I could either work at this cloud computing, like a vendor as a, at a cloud computing company or go to college as any other person would. I was like, let's say, like, let's take the risk. If this doesn't go well, I can still go to university and then get that done. But I want to try because if I don't try it, I won't know the outcome. So I did that, did that for 10 months, and now I'm doing cybersecurity. And then I have so much free time. Because it's the standard night five, I'm doing the sales on the side because it, it gives even more income.
0: Right. Yeah. The sales is that a muscle you learned you could do when you just got into it? Or how'd you figure out you could do sales?
1: Yeah. So with sales, like I've always been unconsciously selling people. And all of selling is just people skills and having the social skills. Right. So after high school, like I realized. If I truly believe in something and I have a passion for it, I could sell anyone I want. Mm. And so really, it's all about going from unconscious selling to conscious selling. Mm. And when you're doing sales, you're doing like 90% of it is conscious selling. So conscious selling, basically. (laughs) So a lot of it, like I already done in the past, but it's more about like understanding that that's what I'm doing right now. And there's a goal-oriented thing in every sales situation
0: right right that's that's a key distinction yeah you kind of do have to have the personality for it i guess you're, you're like you're saying you're unconsciously doing it for years and then to have a product or a service they believe in and direct that energy that natural ability towards it just gives you so much so many results so what what were you selling at first your first thing you were selling
1: well the first thing i was selling was for a pr agency and basically that was like the highest ticket selling that i did at the the beginning of my career as a high ticket closer. It wasn't that fun because like <laughs> PR is pretty like boring and they, they make you like memorize everything about the packages, yeah. but it got me, it got the foot in the door. So basically it allowed for more opportunities to come in uh, after that initial opportunity.
0: And so is there a reason why you're doing both right now? Do you want to go more towards one direction or the other? Or what's, the, what's the game plan there?
1: So I've always liked cybersecurity. I want to keep improving, keep mastering it. Mm -hmm. But sales is such an important thing that I'll have to master if I want to make my own business. So I really want to master that, scale that to six, even possibly seven figures, and then do that eventually full-time. But for now, I want to, like, sales is cool, but cybersecurity is something that's also going to be in the future. So it's very important to learn about that as well.
0: Nice. Okay, cool. The cybersecurity aspect, why did you focus on that area?
1: So I always liked tech, and right after my first tech job, I, I realized that whenever I would work on the security side of things, I would have a talent for it, and it's something I was truly passionate about. Mm. So I was starting to apply to jobs, going to interviews, relating to cybersecurity, and that's where I got the job that I'm at right now. And that's something I like, that's why I'm passionate about it i put in 10 12 hours work weeks if i want i mean work days if i want to mm-hmm. because that's like truly something i like and i started this straight out high school like i finished high school i did a few like self-taught courses nice applied to a bunch of jobs and then the first one came in and i took a chance with it
0: dude amazing yeah <laughs> hell yeah man <laughs> dude so you just went right balls to the wall just did it the exactly. idea i have about cyber security tell me if it's correct or not but is it mostly like is it phishing is that the biggest problem you have to fight like phishing emails or what is it is it like trying people trying to hack into like the infrastructure of your company or what
1: so it, it really depends like where you like which field of cyber you're in mm. but like a lot of like the common attack vector is phishing, as you mentioned. So like protecting against hackers or like making sure you get rid of the false positive that might be in like an organization.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, cool. So how long have you been doing both of this, like bouncing both?
1: So cybersecurity, I've been doing it for around eight months now. And then high ticket closing, I've been doing it for two months now.
0: Nice, oh dude, nice, nice. So is there any kind of, field you'd like to get into in sales because I just like you I used to I had a PR agency I was selling for and then I am right now I'm selling for some e-com guys and they their automated stores is, is e-com something you're interested in or is there any industry you'd like to get into
1: so eventually with the networking that I'm doing every every single day basically yeah. I want to go into the influencer marketing type uh, companies or the fitness one, but influencer marketing more because I get to meet like-minded people like myself, celebrities, influencers, and those are connections that you can only really get from influencer marketing. Yeah. And that's why I want to eventually divert to that industry, get that experience, get those connections, which will definitely help me when I want to make my own business.
0: Oh, beautiful, man. Yeah, that you got your heart in the right place because attention is one of the most sought after things right now the markets we're in right now if you can capture people's attention that that means dollar bills man actually i was very blessed that um when i first got into sales my first sales experience ever it was actually my first time ever doing this because i had a corporate job and then i quit and then when i was looking to get back into something i was like i don't want to jump into the corporate world just yet let me see what i can do i have met some really cool people. And so thankfully with the connections, like you're saying, if you can tap into your network, that's why networking pays off so much. The first guy I like chatted with about an opportunity was to do appointment setting at first, which was really cool and I'm glad I got my feet wet doing that. But at the same time, within like a month, no, within a, like a week or two, I was like, hey, I can also close for you by the way. And so I was closing for this guy too and he's actually Chet Hanks, like Tom Hanks' son. So I was closing for him and he's really cool, very smart business mind. But like you said, once you get into those spheres, you get to meet really cool people and everyone's, they have such a big audience and it's like, you know, that's like inbound selling. It's so much easier than outbound selling. So it's, um, it it's the best, but again, there's all different types of industries and types of celebrities. What, what kind of celebrities, maybe you don't want to name names, but what kind of industries and celebrities and influencers are you trying to work with? Do you have it something in mind? So-
1: so i would say more of like the the fitness influencers uh-huh. and any like like success oriented influencers like i've met it's funny how like when you have your mind on something things naturally like uh, let's say manifest or like happen right. like literally a week ago i met two fitness influencers at the gym and i networked right. them and then that's a connection i've built just from like improving my sales skills and improving my networking skills right. so Definitely, like naturally, it's way easier for me to, to have connections with fitness influencers because I already have a passion and an expertise in fitness.
0: hmm Nice. Yeah. Do you want to get jacked and work with uh, Jocko Woolnick? <laughs>
1: yeah. Basically, yeah. That would be cool, man.
0: So, right now, have, have you broken 10K a month? Is that, is that a figure that you want to meet or have you already met that?
1: yeah so so far the first month i've had 10k a month and this is usbd it's so like canadian it's a bit different yeah. but 10k a month and then the goal for next month is 15k a month and i keep that consistently until 2024 because i have a plan to go to ibiza in june and ibiza is not cheap so it's yeah. definitely like i need to get my a game so i can afford for that type of stuff
0: dude that's the best. Setting goals and that, makes, that makes it more realistic, dude. I'm going to see you in Ibiza. I, I know we just met so recently, but we're already making plans. To see. <laughs> yeah. it. We're already planning it, so you're going to be in Ibiza either way. Yeah, man. I, we're, I'm in the Paris group chat. You threw me in the Paris group chat? That's going to mm. be before or after Ibiza?
1: That is after Ibiza because one of the guys that is in that group chat is possibly co-hosting an event in Paris. It's okay. called The Experience. And basically, he hosts this, like, I don't know if you're familiar with Old Money, but basically, he hosts these very, like, interesting, luxury, bourgeoisie-type events. And he's, like, a super smart guy, super, like, he's on the path to success, and he gives, like, very interesting and, like, unimaginable experiences. So I want to have him on board, and if we can make it happen for Paris, it's going to be the
0: best experience of everyone's life allons see man let's go i'm excited yeah <laughs> yeah so is meeting people is that something you've done recently with sales are you meeting more sales people are you like more intentional with who you're networking with who have you been spending your time with the most recently and how is that reflected on your on your life
1: so i've always believed in the notion like forgot who said it but like The people you spend most time with, let's say it's four people, you're probably going to be the fifth one. So if you surround yourself with winners and successful people, you're eventually going to be a successful person. Or for example, a notion that one man once said is if you're in a group of full of ice cream experts, you're going to eventually know something about how to make ice cream. When you surround yourself with the people that you want to like, basically grow and succeed with, you're going to eventually get to that level and like one of the things i always preach and tell everyone is networking is literally the most important part of the game basically if you have networking in check everything is gonna go well it's not about what you know it's well i mean it is about what you know but it's most importantly about who you know because once you know like the most successful people and have like friendships with them or like the connections with people who have the expertise and the skills you're looking for, Mm. you're able to really grow a team and build it because you already know the people who have what you need in your own team.
0: That's so good. That's so true. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you want to be able to look forward to working with these people. You want to like your team and you want your team to like you back Mm. and you want to have that synergy there that, yeah, Mm. that's so true. And you know what, as even you, yourself, not as an employer wanting to work with these people. You as the employee or as the team member, you want to be able to tap into that synergy. So you got to put yourself out there. You can't, you can't be shy and be scared to network. You got to really extend yourself.
1: And that's like one of the things like back when, I mean, we're both in Tribe. But when I started with Tribe, I was so, I wouldn't say socially awkward because I had like some decent social skills. But it wasn't something I was used to. Uh and definitely like the first first calls i had from tribe were like i was very awkward i didn't know what to say i didn't know what questions to ask i didn't know how to act but eventually with practice you get to know the basics of human psychology if that makes sense right and understand how you should speak to a person depending on like if they're an introvert if they're an extrovert if they're an introvert it's more about like even if we're extroverts, it's more about asking the right question and really trying to understand the person mm-hmm. same with sales it's even it's the same thing in sales situation if you really want to increase your closing rate and be good at sales you have to understand who they are what their needs are and truly understand their pain point and how possibly your solution is going to help because like for example the guy I closed for right now who has a program on how to become a high ticket closer mm-hmm. If a person all they're interested about is just making money but they don't want to do sales then directly you know that that's not someone that would be good as a client but if it's someone that let's say wants to do sales and wants to make some money then that would be a potential good opportunity for them because you understand the pain point you understand what they're facing and you could connect that that pain point with a solution that you can help them fix the issue
0: right right it's not even as you as the seller. It's not about making money because you're actually gonna hurt yourself and the your person who hired you to sell. I think there's a really bad uh, and honestly misinformed outlook on sellers and, and salesmen. Really, you're connecting people to the solution, and honestly, you can tell anyways if someone's like being sincere about what they're selling. Like, hey, we might not be the best solution for you right now. Let's just figure it out. Let's discover on this call together if this is actually what you need, and then we can tell you if <clears> this is for you or not Um, that's problem solving that's you actually extending yourself and trying to understand the other person and sell it and then like you said even on like a tone level when I'm talking to an introverted caller or like a potential lead and he's like I can tell he's introverted a bit shy I I like bring all this way down and if I'm talking to an extrovert I gotta bring it back up that's just being an ultimate humanist I think like I feel like salespeople were so in touch with people's needs and those small details of humanity I think um I don't, I, I mean, I've definitely met some like really like aggressive salespeople, but I think for the most part, if you want to be an effective salesperson, like you're saying, with high close rate, you got to be, you got to be much more in, in touch with emotions and subtle cues and, and stuff like that. We're, we're much nicer than you think.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that's one of the things I told like one of my friends I had dinner with yesterday for his business is like. If you want to have a higher closing rate and have like a really successful business you have to basically try to be in the customer's shoes right and basically think about like if i was the customer would i buy for myself or would i buy from the person that is trying to sell me this thing and if the answer is no well then you have the answer on why this person doesn't want to buy from you yeah. but if the answer is yes or maybe you can basically from there understand what gap you're missing and fill in that gap so that that answer goes from maybe to yes for closing the client.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. And that's what what I love about capitalism. There's no central figure forcing some deal to happen or forcing you to take some resources. You as the buyer, especially nowadays where the, the buyer has so much power, you have to really do your job as a salesperson to like get them to see the product is valuable and like show them that it will help their solution and then there's a match there. Capitalism is so cool in that way that it, it it meets value with need immediately and you can you can get deals done and it's not forced at all. It's actually when you do it right, it's really beautiful. And then you have these beautiful testimonials later on of people like changing their lives and, and, and seeing the product like change people's lives. It's actually really fulfilling for you later on.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just agree, and that's like one of the poor like important points in like sales. There's not there's no like cap. And Luke Alexander actually mentioned this. He's like a super successful high tech closer. Yeah. Is that there's no cap on sales. You're good at it and you succeed in it, or you're lazy and and you don't do the work and you you don't make any money. Because right. at the end of the day, sales is most of the time depending on what position. Yet for high tech closing, it's commission based. So if you're not doing any work you're not going to make any money mm-hmm. but if you put in like really really good work and have a good closing rate then i wouldn't say success is guaranteed but you have a much much bigger likelihood of su- succeeding in that field
0: absolutely yeah i'm just curious what are some of your uh what are some common objections you, you've you heard from leads you've you've talked to and how did you get around those
1: So the most common lead and i feel like that's like a commonly anyone gets Mm -hmm. is like oh like i don't have enough money like right now and most of the time it also it depends on the person and that's something to consider but most of the time the person just does not trust like your product or wants to like test drive first to make sure and that's why testimonials are very important because if you show like hey like If you're worried that you're not getting your money's worth, we have this money back guarantee. Mm -hmm. So you're not satisfied, we'll give your money back. And hey, like we have these testimonials of people who who were in the same exact situation as you. And we could potentially help you with that. And we have, I mean, now we have financing and split payments. So like if the full price doesn't work for you, we could always extend it over three months and just pay in split payments one other thing also like luke alexander mentioned i actually use in my own situation is if someone says for example i'll think about it which is another common objection yeah. is like i completely understand but on a scale from one to ten how much do you like the product and let's say it's a seven and from there you know like where and it's called i appreciate sure it's called the scale of certainty or something like that but basically once you know that skill you know what you need to fill in and basically, the next question you would ask is, that's perfect. I, I, I understand. What would make it a 10? Mm-hmm. And if they say, oh, like the price or like, oh, like I don't, there's not enough testimonials or oh, like there's always like either it's a belief issue or it's like something, there's something that is missing that they want to understand. And then you have to like try to solve what that like particular part. And once you solve it, that's when you're able to close the deal.
0: Exactly. They identified it for you. So instead of you just spewing out everything again, the whole laundry list, they basically identify what their their reservation is, which is such a helpful way to help them out too.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I
0: mean, yeah that's exactly. That's a really good one. I, what really helped me with my close-through rate was uh, doing it like some a bit... Reverse psychology, trying to like help them out, like because obviously there's a bit of resistance on these calls when when you, I mean, understandably so. You're not sure what's going on, but one of the things that helped me is doing. This is kind of like hormozy. like, "Well, are you against um, taking another call and and going explore this a bit deeper?" Like say, like because people will be like, um, "No, I'm not against it. No, I guess, so yeah. I mean, I guess I, I guess I'm open to it. Yeah. So you know that that kind of thing, where." you really want to just make it clear that you're, you're trying to make it easier using semantics whatever you can to just make the conversation flow a bit easier and so that's one of the things that helped me mm-hmm. out a lot because if people are, like, are you against this or are you opposed to going go, moving forward like that's helped me out a ton I don't know about you mm-hmm.
1: and yeah i completely agree in that case like you have to like if when you're in a high ticket closing situation, the leads are already warm or hot. So they're either already interested in a product or already want to buy from the product. And I thought, I told this to one of my friends I was talking today today is like, don't sell the product, sell the dream. Cause mm-hmm. people like inherently, if they don't know you, they don't care about your product. They care if it solves their issues. Mm-hmm. Someone wants to like have an article written about them in that case you don't sell the product but you sell what art what the article will do for them you sell the dream basically yeah. and in that case basically you're what you would say is like this like with what is going to happen you're going to able to get more social proof you'll get it'll be easier for your business mm-hmm. and you'll be able to scale you have possibly even get verified on instagram and you give all you're basically giving so many like you're tapping into the imagination of the person and letting them form their own idea of what your product would do for them. Instead of you saying what the product would do with them.
0: Yeah. That's a powerful one. Exactly. Kevin. Yeah. Instead of focusing on a product and service, you're focusing on the outcome, the, the identity, the feelings like that, that, that aspect. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. And, what are some of your next things you got lined up here? What are, aside from traveling, that sounds super exciting. I know you're gonna go to Coachella, right? So, but other than <laughs> that, like, what's up with your personal life? What has sales done for you? And, and yeah, what's next for you?
1: So one, one of the things I had actually had a conversation with another sales guy yesterday, is sales really changes like all your stuff, like networking-wise, yeah. social skills-wise even dating wise, surprisingly, (laughs) like I could never do cold approaches before until I started sales. Mm. It's because you like you start speaking to random people and like, oh, like if I do this, like, this wouldn't be as scary as people make it seem. So now like, I'm not at a point where I would be filled with my dating life. But it was it's much better since joining tribe and like doing sales and all of that stuff. But what I'm most excited for the future is that networking Because with the trips I'm doing, they're very strategic in that in every place I do, I know I'm gonna grow as a person, it's gonna help me more succeed. And I'm gonna meet like-minded, successful people that will help me grow in that step in my life.
0: That's so good. That's so good. You're translating in real life, man. Let's go. (laughs) Warm leads. You already have a CRM of your own.
1: (laughs) Basically, yeah. yeah.
0: That's great. Have you heard Arlen talk about the circuit? He calls it the circuit.
1: I think I heard of it, but I probably forgot. Yeah,
0: It's basically what you just said, man. It's um, certain high-value people, and they travel with the exact same uh, thought in mind. They want to connect with other high-value people. And so with the summer and the winter, like the hemispheres, they switch, right? So you could live in summer year-round if you'd like. Um, and so some people do what's known as the circuit. They'll spend January in utah or something like in miami whatever and then again the summer they'll spend it in europe and then in the fall they go down to to cape town and then in the winter they'll spend it some other place there's like a there's a hot pockets during certain times of the years they'll they'll be there so if you want to collab and rub elbows with these people that's that's what you want to do so that's basically what you're doing man with what you're telling me you're lining up coachella for instance is gonna be great and you're meeting a lot of people and then you're doing all these cold Outreach, like you're saying, it's gonna
1: be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm most excited for Ibiza because, like, the last week of June, apparently, like a bunch of celebrities, a bunch of influencers, a bunch of like famous DJs are gonna be there. Yeah. And the goal is like be so good at networking that I'm. I would naturally be invited to like the invite only events where those people are, yeah. and from there network with them and just build out those connections from there.
0: Yeah. Make it organic, effortless. You know. You want to absorb people, not chase people. That's what scares people away and it's disingenuous also.
1: Yep, exactly.
0: Hell yeah, man. All right, Kevins. Well, that was a lot of fun, man. It was good talking to you. And, uh, yeah, man, I'll see you in the tribe calls.
1: Perfect. Thanks so much, brother. It was great talking to you.
0: Yeah, man. So how can people uh, follow you and, and reach out with you if they have any questions about sales and such?
1: Yeah, so my username on Instagram is Kevin Babiuk. So if you ever have any questions, I'm more than happy to help. So just reach me at that, and yeah, we can talk.
0: All right, brother. You take care, man. I'll see you.
1: Take care. Have a good one.